to another episode of Women Prayer Group Podcast. My name is Ruth Akintunde. We thank God for life and every good thing he has done for us. This episode features one of our recorded Bible studies. We hold our meetings every other Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Please contact us to be a part of this group by sending an email to thewomenprayergroup at gmail.com. So our email address is thewomenprayergroup at gmail.com. You can also send a direct message to Women Prayer Group on Instagram. When you contact us, we will provide a conference call number with which you can dial in into our meetings. just know that these sparrows don't worry. I was looking at one sparrow this week and it was a beautiful day and I could not even look around because I was focused on getting to my lab, my laboratory early. <laughs> I could not even look around. While the sparrow was busy flying around and enjoying the breeze and the beautiful day, you know, having cold winter, everywhere has been cold, but that day was just exceptionally warm and beautiful. And I'm like, why can't I just wait and chill and just relax and enjoy this breeze before I enter inside my office and start rushing again? So that's how that's how human beings are. But God wants us to be more like people that know that we have an heavenly father that cares about us. And even though we have to we desire to be in control of everything and know what's going on in our life, we should actually relax on him we should always relax on him and not worry about anything so the bible says where two or three are gathered this year i just want us to know that god is in our midst and he's ready to speak to us this morning for the past two meetings we've been talking about um three things that would take somebody that has once given their life to christ to hellfire 
it's like um, something that should not happen. Like you've already found the truth, you've already found the light. Why would you then not enjoy the rewards that come after life? It's so sad. But these three things are um, what many Christians take for granted and what God sees as a sin in his sight. The first one is not reading your Bible very fervently. The second one is not praying and fasting, which we treated last two weeks. And the third one is being anxious. Being anxious, as I said in the past two uh, meetings, this came um, in a dream, a revelation to me from God. We should not be anxious for anything. God doesn't want us to be anxious for money or your career. And God sees anxiety as lack of faith. And unbelief is a sin in God's sight. Unbelief is a sin in God's sight. Um, our text this morning, I don't know if you are, you were able to read up the text before this meeting, but it would be very nice if we already like had like a view of what the text says so that, and it would be awesome if actually God spoke to your heart about something that you would like to share with the group. So that's why I always tell us to read it beforehand. So if you have anything that God spoke to your heart about it, you can share as the meeting progresses. For now, let's read the um, um, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to 34 is the first text. And the second text is from Philippians 4, 4 to 7. So, um, favor, please open to Matthew 6 and read from 19 to 34. And then I will read Philippians 4, verse 4 to 7. Consider the lilies of the field, 
how they grew, they told us minus the big spin. And yet, I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God is close, if God so close the grass of the field, which is which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not more close you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take note of saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But if but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Amen. God bless you. Yeah. That's the reading of God's word and it is perfect. So, um, we would start from 19 and the title of this meeting is, um, how much do you have stored up in heaven? So that was what I posted on the WhatsApp group. How much do you have? And come, let's calculate it. So, verse 19 says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. The source of worry and anxiety today is, is mostly about human needs and plans for human future. So you are care you have a lot of cares about how to survive, how to make it in life, how to feed yourself, how to feed your family. And you it's you you have you are you are so busy storing up for yourself for tomorrow, treasures for yourself. And Jesus in his word is telling us this morning that do not do this, do not store for yourself treasures on earth where moth and and thieves can steal it. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I want to ask um, you on the line. Favor is on the line, right? Yes. Is there any other person on the line? No other person. Good morning. Hi. Hi, good morning, Lolade. Awesome. You're welcome. Good morning. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So. <laughs> okay, so um, I just want to ask us this morning, we've sang the hymn, we've read the text, Matthew 6, verse 19 to 34. I just want to ask us a question. How much do you think you have in heaven? Favor, how much do you think you have stored up? Yeah, I have a lot. You have a lot. What? Yeah. How much do you think your treasure is worth in heaven? Oh, okay. You, you said I, you I have a lot. Yeah? But do you know how much is in your bank account? I know that. <laughs> okay, Lolady, how much do you think is stored up for you in heaven? What's the worth of your treasure okay. in heaven? 
<laughs> Who you ask? Yeah, actually, I don't know. Okay, yeah. So you don't know. Today you're gonna know. You're gonna know how much you have saved up in heaven. And I want you to know that it's not about giving offerings or, or tithes or contribution in church. And it's not about um, being kind or being nice to the poor or the needy or doing good. If you have time to read, um, uh, okay, so I don't have that Bible verse here. But the truth, the Bible says that our righteousness is like filthy rag. So if you say you're doing good from today to tomorrow, there's one rich man somewhere that doesn't even believe your God that is giving billions to the poor. So it's not about you being good or giving to the poor. That is not what increases your treasures in heaven. So it's actually hidden in plain sight. Um, from where we read, the text says that do not stop for yourself treasures on earth, but stop treasures in heaven. So what is this treasure and how much do we have stored up as Christians for now? Um, so far. Um, we are going to skip 22 to 20. That's Matthew 6, 22 to 23. We're going to read it. We're going to explain it in some minutes. But to ex to know the treasure we have in heaven, let's see verse 24. Let me read from here. It says that no one can serve two masters. Either you hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. How many of us have seen the two treasures there? One treasure is God and the other treasure is money. So in verse 19, the Bible says, don't store up treasures for yourself on earth. That is, don't store up money for yourself on this earth. But make your treasure be God. God is your treasure. So the battle is between the love of, for God and love for money. It's not even between the love for God and love for Satan. Or it don't begin. You can't. It, it says you can't serve two masters. He did not say you cannot serve God and Satan. He says you can't serve God and money. That's how bad or terrible money can be a master. That's that's the fact that money can be a master to people. And money is the tool that the devil uses. So you can be serving Satan and you don't know. So so long as you are not serving God, you are serving the devil. So long as you're serving money, you're serving the devil. So the Bible says you cannot serve both God and money. This, this means that the treasure we have in heaven is God. And the treasure we have on earth is money. You, If you love God, you hate money. If you lo love money, you hate God. That's what the Bible is saying right now. So either you hate one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So do we know the treasure we have in heaven right now? Hello? Yeah. So um, verse 21 says that for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So as we go on this Bible study, I would like to think also think about it. If your treasure is in heaven, your heart will always be with God in heaven. Your heart will always long to please God. Always long to fellowship with God. Always long for heaven. But if your treasure is on earth, you or your heart will always long 
to multiply that treasure. Always long to make more money. Long to do everything to store up this treasure for yourself on earth. So this is like a deeper step into your walk with God. Deeper step into loving God and knowing God more. It's it's another form of awareness. Checking yourself to know if you are really serving God or not. You're trying to check yourself to know if you are really serving God or you are serving money. So where is your heart? Where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. So your treasures in heaven is not the offering you give, as we have seen from this verse. What we are storing up is not your money or your goodness or your kindness. Your treasure is God in heaven. God is your treasure, is your priority. And so if you if you if if you if you place God as your treasure, which you have in heaven, then your heart will always be on him. Your heart will always be on him. I pray God will give us more understanding as we go in Jesus' name. Amen. So um I promise that we'll come back to 22 and 23. So 22 and 23 says that the lamp, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So um, this verse, um, I try to think about it for some time to understand if your eyes are healthy your whole body will be full of light obviously it means that if you're following what we've um been in what's from verse 20 20 and 21 means that if you place your heart on things above or, th or things um in heaven then you your eyes are healthy and then when your eyes are healthy your whole body will be full of light but if your eyes are unhealthy then your whole body will be full of darkness. However, when I was looking at the, because my Bible has a Greek um, interpretation of healthy and unhealthy, and it says that the Greek word for that healthy means um, if you're generous, while the Greek word for unhealthy means if you're stingy. So how do you know that your treasure, partly a way to know that you don't set your mind on things on earth is, um, when your eyes is healthy, when you are generous and you can give to the poor. And I was discussing this topic with my husband and he we talk, we remembered one portion of the Bible that talked about that rich man. Let's go to it. Let me just quickly look for the um the Bible verse here. So let's open to let's quickly open to Matthew um, chapter nineteen. So I'll read from here and I'm gonna read from sixteen to twenty-four. Let me read, just listen as I read. Just then, a man came to up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? 
Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, There is only one who is good. If you want to enter eternal life, keep the commandments. Which ones? He inquired. Okay, let's do this. Which ones? He inquired. Jesus replied, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. All this I have kept. That's what the man said. All this I have kept. The young man said, what do I still lack? So the, we can see that the man is a Christian. The man has kept the commandments. The man is doing the will of God according to the rules, the, the Ten Commandments according to Moses. So Jesus said, Jesus answered and said, if you want to be perfect, go and sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come, follow me. Then come, follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had, he had great wealth. So, um, this um, parable, or it's not a parable, it actually happened. This um, encounter was recorded by other um, books in the Bible. And in one book in the Bible, it says that, oh, Jesus looked at him when he said, um, ever since I was young, I've kept all, all these commandments, I've kept all this law. And Jesus looked at him, and it says that Jesus loved him. Jesus loved him. So Jesus loved him, and then let me let me let me look for the part, the portion of the Bible. Sorry about that. Okay, so that's Mark. Mark's Mark's um, account of the Bible says that. Let's read Mark. Mark chapter ten, verse twenty-one. Mark 10, 21, it says that, um, let me read from 20. It says, teacher, he declared, all these things I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. That's Mark 10, 21. He now said, one thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come and follow me. So um, this guy is a normal Christian uh, as part of the standard of Christianity in those days. He followed the rules and regulations. And when he said, I've done all these things since I was a boy. I've been keeping all these commands. Jesus looked at him and loved him. What does that mean? Jesus like, oh, wow, this guy is, is true. He has really done all these things. Let me tell him. Let me then expose this secret to him. You know, when you love somebody, you want to tell them the secret to eternal life. You want to tell them the secret. And one secret is this. Jesus told him, there's one thing you lack, one thing you don't know yet. See, go and sell everything you have. And then give to the poor and you have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. But what did the man do? At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. So Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God, heaven, in the kingdom of God. So what is this um, place trying to tell us? When you um, see money to be a treasure to you, when you see multiplying wealth to be a treasure to you, there's no way you can 
you can claim God as your treasure in heaven. But when you can, tomorrow, if you hit the jackpot and God speaks to your heart to give all the money to charity, if you can comfortably do that, then that's a proof that that money is not a treasure to you. That money is not your treasure. That's a proof that money is not your treasure. It's not bad to be rich, but when you, when that riches is what is, when you see the riches you have as your treasure, that is when you are actually serving those riches. That's when you are serving money. So this man could not do that because the money that he has, his wealth and riches, are his treasures, actually. So God advised that we should not actually store up treasures for ourselves on earth, but store up treasures in heaven. So when anybody asks you, um, how much do you have in heaven? It's actually God. If you love him, if you value him more than whatever money you are gathering on earth. On earth, how to store up treasures on earth? When you watch financial cl classes on YouTube, you watch wealth multiplication seminars and you, you love money you you try to monitor your bank account every time how do you react when you lose money and how do you react when you gain money so if your reaction is the same then you you don't love money when your reaction Gaining money does not add to your joy and losing money does not remove from your joy. Does not subtract from your joy. So that is one way to know that money is not your treasure. This is like a hard teaching, is it is a hard teaching to the people in 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 the olden days as well. But the truth is that that's the kind of life God wants us to live. God wants himself to be our treasure. He wants himself to be what we value the most on earth. We should not worry about anything. That is one secret. See, Jesus looked at that man and he loved him and he's like, wow, let me tell this guy this secret. Go and sell all you have and then you have treasures in heaven. Go and show to me that this money is not your God and then that will automatically mean that God is your treasure in heaven. Amen. So let's go down to the... um. Let's go down to, the, let's continue reading our text, taking from Matthew chapter 19 to 34. So we are now in 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you shall wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow, reap. Or store away in bands, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? So this part is trying to tell us that God is ready to provide for us, provide our needs for us, and all we should do is to just relax and rest on Him. We should not worry. Why worry when you can pray? Whatever need. Or problem you have okay sorry whatever need or problem you have not taken to God in prayer you're actually worrying about it so that's one way to know you're worrying 
when you when you plan when okay so when you make a plan that by this time um by this time of the year i would have a full-time job maybe you just graduated from university and you already planned that oh by this time i'll have a full-time job so that i can have money for my daily bread etc but that time came and then you did not get the job how do you react do you do you um first of all go to god and thank him for this development okay god i went for this interview and i didn't get this job how do i live do you tell god that you trust in his provision his direction because that's how many missionaries in africa do they their faith is so strong that they don't know where the next meal will come from but they just trust in god it doesn't mean that they are not working to get their daily bread but sometimes things don't go as we plan so when things don't go as you plan how do you react if you are panicking if you are very worried and fidgety then it shows that you are being anxious you don't trust god for that if you are trying to borrow money without god's direction for your needs then you are being anxious for nothing god doesn't like borrowing money so all this credit card we do in america i pray that god will help us to overcome it and and if you have the opportunity to pay it up just try and pay it up as quickly as possible and live by the grace of god so um proverbs chapter 22 verse 7 you can write it down it says that the borrower is a slave to the lender and god has not called us to be slaves the only time you should borrow is when god has directed you to do so and then he will provide a way of paying you back what you have borrowed so um god would help us to live this christian life in, in jesus name so in that in that dream god god said to me that anxiety is what takes people to hell every day um god god did not say you cannot serve sorry so if you find yourself occupied with what to wear what to eat what to how to achieve this thing and you find yourself just thinking about it worrying about it then you have to ask god to help you overcome anxiety you have to ask god to help you overcome um to give you more faith in him and worry less i told you that i was um looking at the a sparrow during the week and the sparrow was just basking in the good weather. You know, we, we had a good weather in North Carolina this um, this week. And it was so beautiful. It was not cold. It was not warm. It was just beautiful and really breezy. And myself, as a human being, I was rushing to my lab, rushing to get there early to start my day. But this bird was just flying around, enjoying the breeze. And I'm like, oh, God, why can't I just sit down on this bench in front of me and just relax and just look around? And enjoy this breeze that's what God has actually called us to do don't be anxious for anything doesn't mean you should not work hard doesn't mean you should not plan but don't you would see the difference between when you are planning and being worried and when you are planning and having faith in God the difference is that you have peace of mind every time and you always smile that's just the difference the Bible says that um, if we read um, continue reading our text verse 28 says that and why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field, fields grow. They do not labor or spin. 
Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? God wants us to trust him more in this life. God wants us to trust him more. In Nigeria, I think I see more provision than here. Maybe because I've not been trusting in God more. Something happened to me at the beginning of this year. Every year when my, my daughter turns, my daughter's birthday is at the end of the year. So it means that new clothes, I have to buy new clothes by January because our clothes would be too small for her. And so I was like, oh my God, how will I buy new clothes for her? New set of clothes for, for the next age. And I was just calculating at least this is the amount that I need to buy these clothes. And I'm like, God, where will I see this money from? I didn't have money to do, to do that. And I had a dream that I was counting a lot of money <laughs> on Tuesday of that week. I was so happy when I woke up. <laughs> I was so excited when I woke up, waiting for Tuesday. That day was Tuesday in the dream. So on Tuesday now, nothing happened from morning till night. <laughs> But in the evening, a lady knocked on my door and gave me a bag of clothes. I I don't know how that happened. A bag of four years old children's clothes, girls' clothes, and I was, I it was crazy. As in, I was like, what? This is crazy. This is God's provision, you know. I don't have to spend four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars buying clothes for my daughter again. Really, I don't have to. It's like the clothes she's going to wear till next year or till the end of the year, sorry, this, this um, February. So this is the kind of trust that God wants us to have. It's not everything that you have to plan about or think about. Not everything comes will come from your own provision or from your own planning. God can actually provide for you some way, somehow. God can provide for you. So just always trust him. Trust him for everything you do. Trust him for everything. So that Tuesday, I believe that the money that I saw in that dream was, was, was that bag of clothes that that lady brought at night. In fact, um, it was my husband that received the bag. So I went to bed because it was late in the night. I went to bed thinking that, oh, the dream did not come to pass on that Tuesday and I didn't have any money. But on Wednesday morning, I saw the bag of clothes. I'm like, oh, my God. What the right timing, like, even though I thought that it did not happen, but God fulfilled his promise. God always fulfills his promise, even if it's at the 11th hour. So be encouraged. Don't worry about anything. Everything you need, give it to God in prayer. When you give it to God in prayer, he will come through for you. He will come through for you powerfully. Whatever you need, your daily bread, ask God for it. Clothes. Ask God for it. Your future, your grades, just ask God. Just put it in the hands of God. Your job is going to do it. He's a faithful God. So the Bible says that these things is what unbelievers run around for. Verse 32 says, for the unbelievers, the pagans, they run after all these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. 33 says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. 
Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So, he says that, let's read it again. It's 24 says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Just focus on today. Don't worry about tomorrow. This is... We have to take it literally, like word for word. Don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Just just think about today and plan for today. Have your food, everything today. Doesn't mean you should not save. Doesn't mean you should not, um, you should eat all your food today. No. Eat what you can eat today. If it's remaining tomorrow for tomorrow, good. If it's not remaining for tomorrow, have faith. If the salary you collect this month is going to spill onto next month, if you have enough to save, good. If you don't have to, enough to save, don't worry. Have faith. I pray God will give us wisdom on how to be anxious for nothing. And God will help us to grab the secrets that he has. He told that rich man, the secret not to see money as treasures to us on this earth. Don't see money as your treasure, but see God as your treasure. So, finally, I would like us to read Philippians. Philippians chapter 4. Um, Lolade, please open to Philippians chapter 4, verse 47. Philippians 4, 47. Philippians 4. see that God's, God's will is for us to rejoice every time. So if you catch yourself worrying, you have to take whatever, just apprehend that thought, whatever is making you worry, and kneel down and surrender it to God. Surrender that thing that is making you worry to God and pray about it and just leave it in his hands and let him prove himself to us. Let him show himself to us because he said he knows that we need all these things and he's going to help us out and then the later part of that portion says that and the peace of god that transcends all understanding will guide our hearts and our minds in christ jesus i pray that god will release his peace to us even as we relax on him even as we rest on him even as we don't worry or are not anxious about worldly things even as we set our minds on him we set our minds on him And not on our bank accounts. I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So as as like a, as an assignment, I have something here. It says that God is your treasure. Loving that treasure, serving him, valuing him as more important than anything else. Fellowshipping with him. Where your treasure is, that is where your heart will be. 
And so um, if you check out um, 2 Corinthians 4, I want you to write down 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 to 2. So all these things are about focusing on things above and not things on earth. Because things on earth are temporal. Things on earth are temporal. They are temporal. They don't last forever. You see how quickly they will disappear on that judgment day. Everything you think that they look good, they just, you can see them, but they are not real. They are not real. What is real is your treasure in heaven. So try to love God more. Try to focus on treasures in heaven. And whatever you 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 cannot control, whatever you, you cannot control, you can't control, like if you don't have money for your food for the next day, just give it on to God. Just give it on to God and it will miraculously come true for you. That's what he wants you to do. So read those parts of the Bible. It teaches us how to, how to multiply this treasure in heaven. Just how to just value the treasure we have in heaven, which is our God. Our God is our treasure. I pray that we've been blessed. I hope that we've been blessed and we... We now understand that our treasure, what our treasure is. If someone asks you tomorrow that, how much treasure do you have in heaven? What is your treasure in heaven? Do we have answers now to give them? God. Yeah, God is our treasure. God is our treasure. Um, Favor, are you there? Yeah. Yeah. Let's pray together. I just want us to talk to God. I told you that where two or three are gathered, God is there in our midst. Let's tell God right now that, please, Lord, help me to not be anxious for anything. And help me to see you as my treasure. Help me to love you more than money. Love you more than any worldly thing. Help me to always cast all my cares on you. Because your will for me in this world is to rejoice evermore and be anxious for nothing. Let's pray in Jesus' name.